This is the Cosplay for Christ podcast. I'm Jess, your host, and I'm here to encourage and strengthen Christians in the cosplay world, to speak truth in love, to embolden fellow believers, to live proudly, showing the love of Jesus Christ in their circles, and practical tips and tricks for my cosplayers out there. All right, come on, let's do this. Hey everybody, this is Jess from Cosplay for Christ, and I'm just going to give you a quick update of all the shenanigans I have been involved with in the last few weeks. As you guys know, last, well, I guess it was now three weekends ago was Pirate Weekend for my friend's bachelorette party, and me and Miss Laura and Alexandria Farah got to go and hang out with those girls. And so we had, oh my goodness, such a fun time. We enjoyed the whole time. We, <laughs> y'all, we were, I I haven't had that much fun in a really long time. I didn't have my kids, so that helped. <laughs> so I could actually just focus on the bride and my friends and make new friends. And I did, I'd made new friends. Um, her bridesmaids, the other girls that we met and her friends that came and hung out with us were just a, a such a bunch of amazing women. And it was really cool getting to hang out with some new people and um, just lovely ladies, lovely ladies. If you girls are listening, I love you guys. I miss you. <laughs> um, we got there super early. Uh, we got there right before the cannon went off and we proceeded to just walk around while we met our bride in uh, about around noon, I got to unexpectedly see my friend Tammy. Uh, she's warrior, warrior Xena, princess warrior. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget her name. Um, <laughs> Tammy, Tammy, what's your? It's warrior. She does the Xena cosplay. She's out of Houston, and she was there with her adorable little girl Cordy, and she had had been watching her make this miniature Xena costume for her daughter online, and there she was in it, and it was. Uh, that just honestly, that gave me an extra unexpected joy going to see someone that I didn't expect to see. So I got to give her a good hug and talk a little bit. And that was just really cool to see Tammy there. If y'all don't follow Tammy, you should. I'll, I'm just going to link. She's linked on the some of the pictures I, I think I've tagged her in. So I can look it up. I have the ability. I have the power. Dun, 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 dun. That's why you guys listen. It's for my random warrior, warrior princess cosplay. Okay. So, you know, for some reason, I thought Tammy had Xena in her. I don't know. She doesn't. It's warrior princess cosplay. Check out all her builds. She is amazing. So anyway, so she, I got to see her and that was really cool. And then we got to spend the day just hanging out, um, drinking, out of coconuts and watching a really cool bird show and the the guy that does the uh, fire whip that's uh, I guess he's been on YouTube and uh, some other America's Got Talent I think he was on that and has like a bunch of views and he's viral so you know I got to see him in person <laughs> that was actually really cool the the end of his show he does like I don't know it's like a thirty something pound I think he just broke the record of something like 40 something pound chained. It's a chain and it's a whip and he whips it 
And it's, but it's like 40 something pounds. And he has now like the world record for the heaviest whip crack. And it was loud. Oh my goodness. It was so loud. Anyway, a delight. And then the mud show. If y'all have ever been to the Texas Renaissance Festival, just silliness and history and just, just silliness. The guys were there. They were, I, I, I cheered. Bravo. Good job, guys. Um, it was really fun to treat our bride and just make her feel special. And we just hung out and had a good time with the girls. It was, it was excellent. And then we all got to go to dinner afterwards and we were going to go to this diner, but it ended up being closed. So right next door was a sushi place. So I will take sushi over diner any day. So we all got to sit down with our new friends and old friends and just have deep discussions about the day and kind of veered into, uh, uh, some Jesus talk, but not too much. And that was all good. It was just, it was just fun. Good company, good conversation, everything you would want it to be. And, um, I was very excited to spend time with my friends. And then I was excited to go home. <laughs> it was a 10 hour drive for me to go down to Texas and then drive back, but it was totally worth it. And then we got to do it again. Only this time I brought the whole family with me. And so the wedding was the next weekend. That was last weekend. And I was bridesmaid in the wedding. And so we ended up um, just having a great time celebrating Christina and David. Congratulations, you guys. Pirate for Hire cosplays David. And Christina just changed her her title. It's, um, let me see. It used to be, uh, the lady Pennywise, but now she changed it to shapeshift cosplay. But I think her actual like defined her is the underscore lady underscore Pennywise. So congrats to you guys again. Great mix of people. We, we had, we ran the gamut of people uh, that were there. It was a wear a costume if you want to. Um, it was, it was fun. They did specify, you know, don't do anything unholy. No, no, anything not family friendly type things. And most people, most people followed that suit. Some people did not, but you know, we give them the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's all about what the bride and grooms want. So if you're going against what the bride and groom wants, uh, you better check yourself. But it's okay. They didn't seem to notice. And that's what matters. So we ended up coming home. We stayed a little bit later. I got to go on Sunday before the wedding. My family all got to go to our old church. And that was oh, so good. Love to see our old friends and, and our old pastors and and just chat with them. and just just felt nice to be missed and loved. And so that was, that's always a good thing. And then we ended up going, staying a few extra days to hang out with more of our friends. And then we got home late Wednesday night and I started not feeling so good. And turned out me and my middle child ended up getting strep throat. <laughs> so my body's like, I'm done. You're old. Too much, too much. So my body just gave up the ghost and I got sick. So I spent the weekend getting better and getting on antibiotics and then throwing my oldest daughter her 12-year-old birthday party, which was her first sleepover, which by that time I was fever-free and, and strep-free for 48 hours. So thank God. But oh, a house full of girls oh, was quite 
it was actually, it wasn't as crazy as you imagine it would be. It was actually really fun. And my daughter had a great time and she has some really, really sweet friends. So that was good to kind of see them in action and hang out with each other for longer than five minutes at a time. So anywho, so that's kind of been what's been going on here. Um, and I was trying to think of like what to talk about today exactly. And, you know, I kind of was thinking of the fact in the conversations we had and the interactions that me and Laura had during um, both the bachelorette party and the, and the, and the wedding weekend, you know, we noticed that there is a, sometimes <laughs> legitimate concern about people who don't believe in Christ, who see Christians and say, why would I want to be like that? Because the Christians are not acting like Christ. And that topic came up several times and it made me, one, it made me grieve for the people who affected these these non-Christians, or maybe they were Christians before and then they decided that it was just, you know, people were not real and they couldn't handle that. They couldn't reconcile seeing the people who say they're love Jesus, but then hate their brother. You know, they couldn't handle that hypocrisy or they just never, they never were Christian. They see Christians acting, you know, a certain way and then go and then act a completely opposite. And that's hard for them to reconcile. And, you know, we as Christians, it's, it's something that we have to be held accountable to that the world really doesn't. The world, the world acts sinful because it's sinful. The world acts like they don't know Jesus because they don't know Jesus. And when we expect the world to act like a Christian or act like they love Jesus, that's, that's not, that's not reality. Like they're going to act like the world because they are the world. They're going to act like, they don't see anything wrong with getting drunk. They don't see anything wrong with you know, promiscuous sex or or any of the hot topics you want to say. They don't see anything wrong with that because they don't believe in Jesus Christ and that the Bible, what the Bible says is true. But we as Christians are supposed to believe that. We're supposed to believe in what the Bible says about what is sin. And when we act one way, and then turn around and act a completely different way. When the world's, the people are watching us, you guys, they're watching us. And when we don't act, when we don't walk the walk and we don't talk the talk, when it doesn't coincide with, hey, we're preaching love and we're preaching be kind. And then you are flipping off someone or just going by the homeless person and, 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 talking trash about them or talking trash about, you know, the other side of the aisle politically, or, you know, that people see that and they're like, see, you're just like, why would we want to put parameters around what we can do with our fun when, when you don't even, you're, you're a hypocrite. You, you don't follow your own advice. And, and that is such a struggle because when we, as Christians, I mean, we're people too, and we mess up and, you know, the problem is sometimes when we mess up, it actually affects people's salvation. And and I think we forget that sometimes. I know we do what we can do. And as we grow, that sanctification of growing holier and closer to Christ 
is evident in our lives when we are seeking God. But when we are in a dry season or we're in struggle, we're in maybe our own sin, that unrepented sin, when we're in stuff that we can't deal with and it comes out and people see it and it's messy and it doesn't look nice, people don't like that. And honestly, we should be better, right? And we can't be better until we humble ourselves, repent, and ask God to help us because we can't do it by ourselves. I think a lot of the times we're living in our own flesh and trying to do stuff in our own way. And that's why we mess up so badly. And we have to look to Christ and his example and ask him to help us to do the hard things and to say the hard things, but in a kind way, or to speak truth without justifying the sin. You know, it's, it's, you know, we feel like sometimes as Christians, we have to call out the sin, call out the sin. Well, are you calling out the sin, but not actually like living that out yourself? Because the Bible says to remove that plank from your own eye. And then once you've done that, then you can assess your neighbor's splinter in theirs. You know, always assess yourself before you start going full whatever on other people. And I'm just going to read. This is, okay, so people can take this book how they want. It's The Final Quest by Rick Joyner. He says this was a prophetic vision he 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 had. And whether this was from God or not, I just wanted to preface it with, when I read this first chapter, it gave me chills. and. I'm going to just read this first chapter called The Evil Army, and I'm going to read it. Y'all, bear with me, but uh, there's something in it that just kind of gives us an understanding of how we as Christians, we're at war. We're at war with the spiritual realm, the spiritual realm of darkness, and we can sometimes unwillingly or unknowingly be aiding the enemy by our own actions. So... Here it is, The Evil Army by Rick Joyner, The Final Quest. I saw a demonic army so large, it stretched out as far as I could see. It was separated into divisions, with each carrying a different banner. The foremost and most powerful division were pride, self-righteousness, respectability, selfish ambition, and unrighteous judgment. But the largest of all was jealousy. The leader of the vast army was the accuser of the brethren himself. I knew that there were many more evil divisions beyond my scope of vision, but there were the vanguard of this terrible horde from hell that was now being released against the church. The weapons carried by this horde had names on them. The swords were named intimidation. The spears were named treachery. Their arrows were named accusations, gossip, slander, and fault-finding. Scouts and smaller companies of demons with such names as rejection, bitterness, impatience, unforgiveness and lust were sent in advance of this army to prepare for the main attack. I knew in my heart that the church had never faced anything like this before. The main assignment of this army was to cause division. It was sent to attack every level of relationship church with each other. Congregations with their pastors, husbands with their wives, children with the, and parents, and even children with each other. The scouts were sent to locate the openings in churches, families, or individuals that re- that rejection, bitterness, lust, etc. could exploit and make larger breach for the divisions that were coming. The most shocking part of this vision was that this horde was not riding on horses, but on Christians. 
Most of them were well-dressed, respectable, and had the appearance of being refined and educated. These were Christians who had opened themselves up to the powers of darkness to such a degree that the enemy could use them and they would think that they were being used by God. The accuser knows that the house divided cannot stand, and this army represented his ultimate attempt to bring such a complete division to the church that she would completely fall from grace. Now, I read that because I think we have to remember who we're fighting and what the battle is about. The battle is for the souls of the people who do not know Christ, who are in bondage, and for the Christians who are in bondage still, who who are in prison, who don't know how to act, who are in bondage to sin that they have not repented for. And guys, be kind to each other. Give each other a little grace with what we're dealing with day to day. We don't know everything that is going on in someone's life. We don't know the struggles that they're facing behind closed doors. And we could be a moment of joy or relief to them instead of a moment of pain and additional burden to them. So speak when God tells you to speak. Be kind to people. Even if you're in a bad mood and you don't feel like it, buck up. Pull up your pants, big girls and boys, and make a decision to start being better. Be better, guys. And we can only do that through Christ. Get in your Bible. Are you praying? You need to pray, guys. Pray. Pray. And you know what? When I'm kind to other people, I'm encouraged. When I'm loving on people, people love back on me. And it's not, I don't do that to get it back, but that's just a natural response that people give. Uh, You know, one of the sweet girls, oh my gosh, freaking love her. (laughs) And I just met her three weeks ago and I spent two weekends with her. And I just felt like after meeting her first time, I just felt like I wanted to just get her something. Like I I wanted to buy her something because she was just she her I don't know I felt just a connection with her and and I and I bought her a book that we had talked about that she liked and you know I know that's silly and I I you know I'm like oh, I don't know is this gonna be weird but I just wanted to I just wanted to give her something nice you know something she would enjoy and and I did and she was so sweet and she's you know saying thank you and then you know before that it was at the at the rehearsal dinner. I just kind of took, told her before I was leaving. I'm just like, I just think you're really sweet. And I just, I don't know why. I know this is weird, but whatever. Like, I just think you're a really cool person. And I really, I, I understand why my friend Christina has you as her friend. Like, she's lucky to have you. And, and she kind of just kind of stepped back and kind of, I'm sure she was a little embarrassed. And I'm sorry to if you're listening. If I embarrassed you, I didn't mean to do that. But, you know, she's like, no one ever talks that way about me. And that about broke my heart. (laughs) Because if you all met this girl, (laughs) 
How could you not say the nice things about her? How could you not? How could you not see how kind she is and, and how funny she is? And like, how could you not see that? And it broke my heart that no one's really said that to her. And I just met her. And that I could see that in her. So guys, what, what are we doing? What are, what difference are we making in our, in our little circles, in our worlds? Are you making it better? Are you showing people the love of Christ? Are you being the hands and feet of Jesus to other people? Are you keeping it for yourself? Are you, are you, are you focused on your own needs and your own stuff and your own dramas? Turn it around, guys. Turn it around. This world is crazy. It is straight up crazy, but we can still make good of what we have in our circles, in our little, in our little worlds that we are in at work, at the store, at the Renaissance Festival, at a wedding. You know, these encounters we have with people are God encounters and people matter. People matter. And when we start treating people with honor and respect, everybody, like if we as Christians all just did that, treated each other with love and respect as Christ loved and respected us, how much different would this world be? Oh my gosh, we would turn it upside down in a, in a snap. So <laughs> be encouraged, y'all. <laughs> Sorry to get all heavy and whatever, but gosh, it just, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to treat others well. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule, as I wear my golden girl Betty White shirt. <laughs> oh, y'all, it's such a good rule to follow. And even, even if they treat you like crap, you still treat them well. I know that's counter culture to everything you're told. You're told they treat you like crap. You don't have to deal with that. Go away. But no, treat them well. Continue to treat them well. If they're abusive and it's something else, if, they're, if there's actual like abuse happening, that's different, obviously. But give them grace, move on, and be kind. And with that, hope you all are doing well. I'll try to get a few more episodes in here now that I'm feeling a little better. And I uh, just encourage you guys, make the right choice. Just snuggle up with God. Get in that word of God and know his characteristics. Know who he is. And you can know that by reading his word. He tells you who he is in that Bible. All right, guys. I love y'all. Be blessed. Know who you are in Christ and take crown for the kingdom. Bye.